Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. My name is Jesse Romero. I am a solo one man car. <clears throat> and I hope you had a happy, holy, divine mercy Sunday yesterday. Today, uh, as Catholics, I just want to mention the first, uh, <clears throat> the psalm of today's holy mass, Psalm 2. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. Blessed are all who take refuge in the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. That is Psalm number 2. Hey, today I want to talk about the movie, at least for the first two segments, Nefarious. I went to go watch it <clears throat> over the weekend. And uh, I believe it was probably one of the best movies, horror movies of the year. And I say horror, I say that in quotes because it was well done. So let me give you my analysis of the movie, Nefarious, then I'll read some other comments from some people that have posted on the internet. But here's my assessment of the movie nefarious here's my analysis there's a lot of horror movies that have co are coming out this month and in my opinion they're pure garbage pure garbage why these other horror movies including the pope's exorcist are nothing but pure gratuitous demonic violence that's embellished that's exaggerated that's pure holly the theatrics with a uh, you know blood coming out through the eyeballs people flying through the air uh, again this is a uh, this is hollywood taking a serious topic and just uh <clears throat> injecting their artistic license and embellishing and uh for the only reason is because Hollywood, they like to promote the, the phenomena of the diabolic. But the movie Nefarious is quite different. In this movie, the, the satanic powers are exposed in, in this brand new film that came out over the weekend. <clears throat> the writers, directors, Carrie Solomon and Chuck Konzelman, both of them are practicing Catholics, they're the ones that directed and produced God is Dead 1, God is Dead 2, and Unplanned. So, you know, that's the caliber of movies that they make. But here's the plot of the film, Nefarious. So on the day of his scheduled execution, Edward, a convicted serial killer, gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims he's a demon on the day of his execution. And he further claims that before their time is over, the psychiatrist, the second one, because the first one killed himself, and Edward says he made the first one kill him, kill himself. So the second psychiatrist, quite a bit younger, his name was Dr. James Martin. Edward, the convicted serial killer, told the new psychiatrist assigned to him, Dr. James Martin, that he would commit three murders of his own. Now, something interesting about the psychiatrist, you could see that he was conflicted. He wasn't a believer, but towards the end of the movie, he was definitely gravitating towards faith. So he was conflicted 
in his thoughts, which is, I don't know, it's kind of a, kind of a coincidence, the fact that uh, in the movie they use this cl- conflicted psychiatrist who's not sure if he's a person of faith or an atheist. He's called James Martin. Well, we, had a, we have a Catholic priest in our church that's also conflicted. Um, <clears throat> again, I think he's conflicted whether he's a Catholic. He knows he's a Catholic priest, but he's conflicted about the issues in relation to the, to the LGBT movement, and he embraces them. So it's interesting that the writers uh, of this movie, the writers and directors, use the name James Martin for the psychiatrist because <laughs> we have a conflicted priest in the Catholic Church named Father James Martin. But going back to the movie. <clears throat> so the writer-directors of this movie, Nefarious, they've captured the truth of Satan and demons and demonic forces unlike anything ever seen on the, on screen, on, on the Hollywood screen. <clears throat> because the movie Nefarious, which, by the way, was released on Friday, April 14th, a few days ago, <clears throat> it gives the world the uncensored look at Satan's agenda. This film, <clears throat> Nefarious, is the perfect Trojan horse to introduce the reality behind the culture war to an audience that would never be attracted to a film about God. But the film is is billed as a horror thriller with writing and acting the caliber of The Silence of the Lambs and the genius of of the screw tape letters. Apparently, the reason it was—I uh, don't know why they labeled it label, labeled it rated R. <laughs> There's only one scene where the uh, the demon inside Edward, the possessed individual, the, the possessed uh, serial killer, uh, breaks his little finger. I think uh, that's I read somewhere that's the reason why they made it a rated R. Of course, they made it rated R because they don't want a lot. <clears throat> they don't want people of faith to go watch it. <clears throat> so that's a way for them to to try to uh, get people not to watch the movie. But again, there was no there was no foul language. There's no no, no profanity, no nudity. <clears throat> Nefarious, I think these this movie and the people that produced the movie, they're committed to bringing viewers the fullness of truth in Jesus Christ. And uh, and this movie proudly exposes the dark forces of Satan in this powerful film. <clears throat> possession looks a lot like mental insanity, and mental insanity looks a lot like possession. <clears throat> Many psychiatrists who now recognize demonic possession, they call it, quote, Disassociative Identity Disorder, DID. Disassociative Identity Disorder. And so, in the in the newest version of the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, it actually says, quote, Disassociative Identity Disorder slash Demonic Possession. This movie also clearly demonstrates that abortion, euthanasia, and the woke liberal issues of our day come from the devil. That's clearly shown in the movie, masterfully shown. The movie also clearly demonstrates 
the movie also takes a shot at woke liberal Catholic priest. It, it shows basically that the devil doesn't fear them and that they in fact are nothing but agents of Satan's. If you go to the movie, here's what I did. You know, a movie like this. It, <clears throat> if you go to this movie, pray on your way over there. When you're in the movie on your seat, say a prayer when you're there. And on your way home, do your evening prayers. I'll tell you, as a Catholic Christian that loves Jesus and faithful to Holy Mother Church, to watch a movie based merely on curiosity, that's a sin. According to St. Thomas Aquinas, that's a sin. But watching the movie studiously, that's noble according to St. Thomas Aquinas. Curiosity versus studiosity. We want to watch the movie uh, based on studiosity, not curiosity. And then there's, we want to grow in our faith and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But all the other horror movies coming out this month in Hollywood are pure garbage. They display gratuitous, satanic violence they embellish and they center their cameras and story on the phenomena of the demon and its manifestations again that's not catholic that's pure garbage nefarious on the other hand this movie it shows the psychological war the demon wages against the human mind and it shows the vast superiority of the demon intellect as compared to humans. This movie clearly lays that out. <clears throat> it, it shows the vast superior intellect of the demon as compared to any human being. Even a psychiatrist with a PhD from an Ivy League school. Even a Catholic priest. This is why a Catholic priest in the rite of exorcism is only allowed to ask four questions. They're only allowed to ask the demon four questions. Why? <clears throat> because for their safety. Because the demon is far more intelligent. That's why. The priest is protected through holy orders and by, by being the mandated priest from the bishop, but nonetheless, nonetheless intellectually they're no match for a demon. So the church only allows them to ask the demon four questions during possession. <clears throat> You'll find, just like in the movie, and in, that, and in an actual session of exorcism, the demon is constantly trying to draw you out of your lane and to, to draw the, the priest out of his lane. And the demon is constantly trying to trigger his emotions in a disordered way. As he does that to all of us. The demon's constantly trying to draw all of us out of our lane and try to trigger our emotions in a disordered way. <clears throat> the demon is trying, as they say in the army, trying to get inside your wire. Constantly trying to get inside your wire. This is Jesse Romero. I'm talking about the movie Nefarious. This is Jesus 911. We'll pick it up on the other side. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. Now, back to Jesus 911.
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, alleluia, alleluia. If you then were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, alleluia, alleluia. We're talking about the movie Nefarious that came out this weekend. I'll have make a couple of more comments and I'll read some some of the experts and they've weighed in on it. But uh, some of the other things I want to ma- mention about the movie is God allows diabolic affliction in order to show you your defects, your imperfections, your weaknesses, uh, your disorders, and in order for you to work on your own virtue and holiness. That's what God wants. Something interesting that at the end of the movie, Nefarious, <clears throat> as the credits were scrolling down, the demon says in Latin, he says, uh, first he says in Aramaic, mene mene tekel, which means you have been weighed in the balance and found wanting. Then towards the end of the movie, the demon says, ut tum stultus est, ut non comprehendiam. Continuandim est, which means, um, but you are too stupid to realize it, to be continued. That's what he said at the end of the movie. So, during the movie, in this one instance, the demon spoke through Edward, the the convicted serial killer. He spoke through him. In Aramaic, he spoke Daniel chapter 5, verse 27. He said, Mene, mene, tekel, uparsin, which means, this means that that, uh, you have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. That's from Daniel chapter 5, verse verse 27. So what does that mean? That we've been weighed in the balances and found wanting. This means that God is weighing our character, our conduct, and our motives in the balances of his justice. And it's going to be a fearful thing to be pronounced wanting in faith and hope and charity before the judgment seat of Christ. The only way to be weighed in the balance of God's scales and found to be forgiven, pardoned, and redeemed is through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Remember the Bible says, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, For our sake he made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God, of God the Father. <clears throat> at the end of the movie, at the very end, after, after the credits were scrolling down, the demon does say in Latin, he says, Ut tum stultus est, ut non comprehendiam, continuandum est. But he said he basically said this. You have been weighed in the balance and found wanting, but you are too stupid to realize it, to be continued. That's what he said at the end of the movie. That's a shot at everybody on planet Earth. All of us on planet Earth, right now the way things are going in the church, And in our country and in the world, we've all been found wanting in the scales of God's justice. But we're too stupid to stop doing what we're doing. That's what the demon said at the end of the movie. Um, That, uh, you know, probably individually and collectively, we're all too stupid to realize that we've been 
weighed in the balance and found wanting of God's justice. And then the movie at the end, it says to be continued. Here's a couple of other people that have weighed in on the movie Nefarious. Again, I'll, I'll just say it again for those tuning in. The movie Nefarious, it's, uh, <clears throat> the, the actor was incredible, Sean Patrick Flannery. It's an adult film. It's a psychological thriller and a supernatural horror. It's about an hour, 38 minutes. <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, here's what the distributor says about their film. It says, on the day of his, ex- of his scheduled execution, a convicted serial killer gets a psychiatric evaluation during which he claims he's a demon and further claims that before their time is over, the psychiatrist will commit three murders of his own. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, the psychiatrist <clears throat> did commit three murders by 11 p.m. that night. And I won't tell you how he did it, but I'll just tell you the fact that the demon was right. And he told him, that's exactly what you're going to do. <clears throat> the film has a lot of common, a lot in common with C.S. Lewis' uh, fictional screw tape letters and was inspired by it. That's a book which, which attempts to reveal what Satan is all about using 31 letters written by a senior demon named Screwtape to his nephew Wormwood, named after a star in the book of Revelation, a younger and less experienced demon charged with guiding a man called the patient towards our father below, who they, who they call Satan, obviously, and away from the enemy, who they who say the enemy, C.S. Lewis in the book, the demon's called the enemy God. <clears throat> so, the... Is it is it true that a demon says every time a demon speaks, is it true? No. Demons are always lying and deceiving by nature. It's true that we can't trust what demons say. In two famous instances when demons spoke in the gospels, namely the the demoniac of the Gadarenes in Mark chapter five, verse one to twenty, and the demon and the man in the synagogue in Mark one twenty three, the demons were forced to speak the truth by the power of the Holy Spirit. So sometimes demons are forced to speak the truth. We see that right in the Bible. So who is Satan? <clears throat> He's the enemy of God and of all the people. He's a fallen angel. <clears throat> is Satan a real person? Yeah. He's a real fallen angel that influences our world today. And he's trying to affect each and every one of us every day. Along with his army of demons. <clears throat> so, what's, um, so what's Satan's strategy? You probably ask. <clears throat> what is one of the most successful strategies in dealing with the followers of Christ? Probably to make them believe that he doesn't exist. And number two, to get the followers of Christ to follow their will and not God's will. Um, <clears throat> a couple of other people here weighed in. Here's one. Here, so here's a couple of secular movie critics. Samuel Mongold Lennon from The Federalist said, Nefarious tackles the horrors of modern secularism, a rare film worthy of being called art because of its ability to adeptly address truly existential cultural woes. Here's another one. Bill Gudikun's The Arizona Republic. He says, the film is mostly a set piece stage between Edward and James. James is an atheist, oops, who doesn't believe in demons or possession or in God for that matter. Edward assures him that this will not protect him. 
if you're such a non-believer, Edward Tons, then let me inhabit you. Note, he's speaking as nefarious at this point. The confident James says, sure, why not? <clears throat> Jeffrey Anderson from Common Sense Media says, it's a talky, it's a talky faith-based thriller that has a gruesome execution scene. Bill Newcott from the Saturday Evening Post, he says, just about the only guy here who seems to actually believe in God is the villain of the piece. As a result, Nefarious gets most of the film's interesting moments, his lawyerly rhetoric echoing the calculating logic of C.S. Lewis' bureaucratic demon in the screw tape letters. Jacob Smith from Bounding Into Comics, he says, a thought-provoking, supernatural horror exercise in morality. One of the most creative films about faith and the spiritual war on our souls to come out over the last few decades. Nefarious is a character study on the absence of faith and the destruction of it and how one plays into the hands of another. A thinking man's movie that relies on the human fears of mortality while questioning various atheistic and secular views of morality. Then you have Marcos Papadatos from Digital Journal. He says this about the movie. <clears throat> he says, it's a riveting film, ingeniously, ingenious screenplay. Sean Patrick Flannery and Jordan Belfi have great feisty chemistry together, where at times it is so intense, the energy is palpable through the screen. Sean Patrick Flannery is a true force of nature where he delivers a gripping performance for the ages. Then you have Elizabeth McGowan in Dead Talk Shows. She says, Overall, Nefarious is a skillfully written and performed film. It accomplishes what every psychological horror sets out to do, scare people, but it does so in a slower way as if to savor the audience's eventual fright. And finally, Hunter Meal from Red Carpet Crash says, Sean Patrick Flannery delivers a gut-wrenching performance as a title character, and quite frankly, the dialogue between him and his co-star is what makes Nefarious a distinctive gem amongst a among a tired genre. Nefarious keeps us in the continuous suspense with one looming question. Is the killer actually insane? Or is he genuinely possessed by a demon? Nefarious is, is impressive in that it can keep the viewer in a constant state of suspense with nothing more than a long conversation between two men, thrilling and terrifying. You're listening to Jesus 911. <clears throat> I'm talking about the movie Nefarious. Something interesting about the movie, there was a one of the prison guards, one of the big one of the two big prison guards is actually a Catholic priest. His name's Father Darren Merlino. He's a friend of mine. Father Darren Merlino is a Claritian pr priest. And uh, he was the pastor out here in Prescott. I think it was Sacred Heart Parish in Prescott for several years. <clears throat> and he moved back to Los Angeles. He has a very interesting ministry. It's, it's called... Um, um, his ministry is called uh, Catholic Media Ministry. He's in Hollywood. He's got an office in Hollywood. And what he's trying to do is he's trying to... Uh, affect Hollywood with the Catholic faith. And so 
he had he had a small little role in the movie here in this movie he was one of the prison guards and a lot of people will probably say oh hey that was my pastor he was my pastor over at uh san gabriel mission or my pastor over in prescott so yeah he's a catholic priest he's in the movie in in the movie uh, nefarious <clears throat> i would recommend again the first weekend is critical for a movie to survive if they're going to open up the movie into other theaters it has to do good the first weekend and i was trying to get the word out i did my best to get the word out but uh, again if you can go tonight tomorrow the next night <clears throat> some people some of you that have uh, people are, of, of means buy tickets for the entire theater buy the whole theater and and give tickets away to everybody at your parish this is the only way we're going to see good Catholic movies is we have to support them. And this is one of those definitely good Catholic movies that all of us as Catholics should get out there and support. <clears throat> You're listening to Jesus 911, the program where Jesus Christ is Lord, Mary is a Queen Mother, faithful sons of Holy Mother Church. Alleluia, alleluia. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about the Satanic Conference in Boston, Massachusetts. With John Ritchie from uh, TFP.org, America Needs Fatima. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Jesus 911, Lord, come to more assistance. Lord, make haste to help us. Psalm 69, verse 2. That's the flagship verse for this program. Um, Mr. Engineer, do we have John Ritchie on? I'm just checking. Okay. We're going to be talking about the Satanic Temple Weekend of Blasphemy in Boston, Massachusetts. <clears throat> and as Catholics, we need to tell the Marriott Hotel uh, not to host the Satanic Temple and have a weekend of blasphemy in Boston. <clears throat> I would recommend that everybody go to tfp.org, tfp.org. They have a petition that you can sign at tfp.org. And that petition, once you sign it, you can tell the Marriott Hotel not to host the Satanic Temple, the weekend of blasphemy in, Most in Boston, Massachusetts. And once you get the petition from tfp.org, tfp.org, <clears throat> uh, and let other people know in your in your social network. The petition basically says, "I regret to inform you that the Satanic Temple is planning a public Satanic Conference event billed as a weekend of blasphemy at the Boston Marriott Copley Place from April 28th." 29th and 30th all men of goodwill should protest because i'm going to give you a several reasons why all men of goodwill should protest and richard let me let me know when john gets on you just let me know here's here's why every single catholic and man of goodwill should go out there and voice your opinion and, and by the way there is a there is a, a lay person who is in charge of leading this peaceful prayerful rally of reparation this peaceful prayerful rally of reparation so those of you that want to get in contact with the lead person <clears throat> his name is kenneth murphy 
His email is Kenneth Murphy's email for those of you that live out in the Boston area or on the East Coast and are going to attend this prayerful rally of reparation. Kenneth Murphy, his uh, email is is bostonreparation at gmail.com, bostonreparation at gmail.com. Hey, we we got John Ritchie on. Hi, John. How are you? This is Jesse Romero. I'm doing well. How are John, you doing today? I, I'm, I'm too blessed to be stressed. Hey, John, I'm, I'm glad that, that you guys are on duty once again. We can, the Catholic Church, the lay people can always count on, on TFP and America Needs Fatima. Anytime uh, Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, the Temple of Satan rears their ugly head somewhere, uh, we can we know that we can count on a dozen people from TFP to be out there with uh, with Our Lady of Fatima statue, with banners, with rosaries in hand, with bagpipes. Just want to tell you, John, that we really appreciate what you guys do. Uh, tell us your involvement this uh, at, at the end of the month, April 28th, the 30th at the Boston Marriott. We want to give people confidence that that uh, TFP is going to be out there. Yes, sir. Well, thank you for having me on on your show. And thank you for all the work you do for Holy Mother Church and to to fight against blasphemy and all the sins that 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 offend the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Amen. But uh, yeah, TFP will be on the front lines in Boston at the end of the month to fight this public uh, display of Satanism that's going on downtown Boston. It's um, it's really unprecedented to see how Satanism is slowly infiltrating into society in a very public way. Uh, this conference is not an isolated event, but it is part of a bigger movement to dethrone God in America. Um, we see the connection between Satanism and, and abortion. The Rainbow Pride Revolution is connected to Satanism. Uh, more specifically, the after-school Satan clubs mm. are popping up in different places in the country and uh, those clubs target kindergarten children Uh, so so it's it's a real threat to the moral fabric of america john they're coming after our kids let's just you know let's just uh, uh make you know pull no punches here that's exactly what they're doing they're going after the innocent uh they're trying to corrupt them at a very young age and also uh one of the things about these Satanists is these Satanists are, they're tied at the hip. I've noticed that they work alongside the pro boards and they work alongside the LGBTQ plus movement as well. Isn't, isn't that what you've seen? Yes. I've seen that multiple times at different events. You'll see the Satanists will be wearing rainbow flags. They are very, you know, explicit about their support for same sex marriage for sins against nature and the transgender revolution as well so it is part of a a whole global revolution or a a very uh, widespread or or you know the wide scale revolution to to dethrone god from society to attack uh, moral you know morality and to also attack the family yes <clears throat> john this is this is obviously a lay-led movement uh, going out there in, in the streets and, and confronting uh, with our rosaries, doing these prayer rallies of reparation for the blasphemies that are being committed by these Satanists. But uh, I, I, I wish, I don't, you know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I can't get in the, in, the, in, the, in the minds of anybody, of any bishop, 
I just wish the bishops would be supportive and be behind this, but it seems like they fall silent when the Satanists come to their town, or even more so, they actually just tell people to stand down and stay home. Um, as, as far as I'm concerned, a Catholic, we have the obligation and the duty as Catholics, in fact, it even says it in Vatican II over and over again in many of the documents, we have a duty to go out there and sanctify the temporal order. That means to sanctify, make holy, secular society. And this is also following the Great Commission of Matthew 28, 19. Our Lord Jesus Christ says, go out into the nations and baptize everyone in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and teach them everything I have commanded you. So lay people uh, have the full right and authority to go out there with a, with a rosary in their hand, with Jesus in their heart, and go out there and, uh, and participate in a prayer rally of reparation against these Satanists. Uh, th- this is, in other words, what I'm saying is for some people that may be iffy, um, <clears throat> the, bi- the bishop obviously has the authority in his diocese when it comes to doctrine, dogma, and liturgy. But when it comes to going out in the street in front of the post office and passing out pamphlets or going out to the mall or a carnival and passing out rosaries, they can't tell you what to do. You're an American. You have a constitutional right to peaceably assemble. You have the right to free speech as an American. And so our bishops, yes, they're successors of the apostles. Yes, I get that. But their authority, uh, it, it, only, it, it only comes to the issues of doctrine, dogma, uh, morality, faith, morals, not the public square. John, what do you say? I, I agree with you. And I think we have, we have a, it's an obligation for Catholics to take their faith into the public square not just hide behind the doors of the church. And that, that mission uh, falls upon the laity in a very special way. Uh, we, we have, you know, our baptism has given us this mandate and also confirmation makes us a soldier of Christ. So we have the obligation to do that as much as possible. And, you know, this, this event in Boston is a public sin against God, a public blasphemy. And therefore, the reparation that it calls for should also be public. Uh, this is happening in, in a very public way, and it makes sense. It makes it, it stands to reason that we should do something publicly, um, especially men, Catholic men. Yes. Uh, to, to have the courage to stand up, to go out there peacefully, legally, and to, to pray the rosary. It's a witness. Uh, so that's what we plan to do. Uh, we, plan, we, we plan to take the statue of Our Lady of Fatima, surrounded by a, a sturdy escort of men, Catholic men, strong, who are willing to defend her. And we're going to pray the rosary uh, every day that weekend. So, so anybody out there within an earshot of this radio here in the East Coast, I'm asking you to go out there. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and support these good men. There's also a lay leader out there, and uh, if you want to get a hold of him, he's also organizing. He'll be there along with uh, uh, a TFP. His name's Kenneth Murphy. His email is bostonreparation at gmail.com, bostonreparation at gmail.com. I'll repeat it. I'll repeat it a couple of times again, bostonreparation at gmail.com. He's organizing the lake component out there in the East Coast. You can assure, as we said, John Ritchie's here with us right now. He will be out there. John, one of the things you guys bring, even when you guys came to Scotland, uh, Scotland, I mean, uh, Scottsdale, uh, 
a lot of Protestants were complimenting you guys. They came up to me after Protestants, Protestant pastors, and they're saying, who was that organized group of men that had that had a shirt and tie and and shiny shoes and bagpipes? Uh, these guys were dressed like they were like they were military. <clears throat> and so I could tell you. Uh, even several Satanists came up to me after and they were looking at you. They were marveling at you. I've talked to some Satanists after the Protestants and the Satanists marveled at the uniformity, at the organization and at the discipline that TFP showed in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so I'm sure you guys do that all over the country. Uh, Tell us a little bit about why you guys come out, come like that uniform structured very ordered in terms of your, your discipline, your movements, uh, your, your, your being together next to each other. What's that all about? Right. You well, know what? the, yeah, one of the reasons, gonna, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Go one ahead. of the reasons why there's a uniformity is the fact that we strive to live the spirit of chivalry mm. and to live the virtues of chivalry. So although we're not knights, uh, it is possible to, within our souls, to practice those virtues and to have an affinity with the crusader spirit. Now, the crusader spirit is synonymous with discipline, with uh, purity, with cleanliness, with an upright demeanor. So that reflects in the way that we dress, we strive to be, you know, to appear John, with hold, polish. Hold that thought, John. I want to keep you on for another segment. Okay. We're here with John Ritchie from TFP.org. This is Jesse Romero, Jesus 911. We're talking about the Boston Satanic Conference with John Ritchie. We'll be right back. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888. 888- Five two six two one five one. Calling all Catholics, calling all Catholics. I regret, regret to inform you that at the end of the month, April 28th, 29th, and 30th, at the Boston Marriott Copeland Place in Boston, Massachusetts, the Satanic Temple is planning a Satanic conference, and they're calling the weekend a weekend of blasphemy. We're asking all Catholic men of goodwill to be out there. There's a lay person who is the point man out there. His name is Kenneth Murphy. If you want to con- contact him uh, for organizational purposes, his name it's his email is bostonreparation at gmail.com. Bostonreparation at gmail.com. We can also count with the support of tfp.org. These guys are an amazing Catholic apostolate that uh, they're culture warriors. They, uh, they, 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 uh, they just don't talk the talk. They walk the walk. And John, how can people sign up and get the email so that they can sign the petition to protest this weekend event? How do, do they go to TFP.org and where do they go to get the, 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 uh, the protest petition? The petition is on the front page of TFPstudentaction.org. Okay. And uh, that's where it's that's where the, it's home. It's home is um, yeah, over yeah, 50,000 yeah. people have already signed that. And, uh, we, you know, that's it's on the front page about in the middle. You scroll down. OK. Uh, TFP student dot org dot org. That's correct. In the middle. Right. In the middle of the page. All right. You, you heard that. Go to go to TFP student dot org. 
and sign the petition. Go to tfpstudentaction.org. Please, Catholics, sign the petition uh, and let the uh, the owners and, and the people that run the Marriott know that we don't like what's happening over in Boston, Massachusetts. Go to tfpstudentaction.org. Uh, John, you're talking about the organizational structure of TFP. Um, again, you guys try to emulate knights, the chivalry of the knights. Uh, what else did you want to say about that? Because you do inspire lay Catholics. When we see you out there uh, in front of some of these these anarchists, your videos and what you do is very inspirational. That's what we need at a time like this. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about TFP.org and what can we what can we expect from you guys uh, at the end of the month over in Boston, Massachusetts? Right. Well, the 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 Catholic spirit, the history of the Catholic Church is rich and it has you know, so many saints. And uh, we are inspired by the example of the crusader saints who came before us. People like Godfrey of Bouillon of St. Louis IX of France or St. Ferdinand and so many others who lived the Catholic spirit as defenders of the church, defenders of Jesus and Mary, of the Holy Family. And this is what inspires us to take this fight to the streets today, to be on the front lines, to say no to blasphemy, no to Satanism, and to, to take a real bold stand. Uh, now is not the time to cower, to hide, to remain silent, to be indifferent. Now is the time to take the weapons that we have, the Holy Rosary specifically, as the weapon of our time, to go into the street and to say, no, we oppose this act of blasphemy, this attack against God, we will not tolerate it. We will peacefully stand here and say no. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what we should be doing. And we want this event to be top heavy with men. We want, I mean, we're not obviously we're not going to say Catholic women can't go, but this this event should be top heavy with men. Go to tfpstudentaction.org, tfpstudentaction.org. I remind all you Catholics on the East Coast, the Temple of Satan is going to be having a weekend conference called the Weekend of Blasphemy at the Marriott Hotel. It's called the Bishop, the, the, the Merritt Copley Place, April 28th, 29th, and 30th. They're calling the theme of their uh, satanic conference a Weekend of Blasphemy. We've got to tell the Marriott, no, we do not want you to host a satanic temple. We have to pub, we have to use our the Constitution. Our constitutional rights, we got to publicly protest. We've got to make phone calls. We've got to send emails. Be respectful, be polite, but be firm. John, what else would you advise the Catholics that go this uh, weekend to, to this peaceful, prayerful rally of reparation? I, I would like to bring up a point that, that, that we hear commonly, and, and that is that some people are, are fooled to believe that Satanism is a religion. And uh, it's they say they're recognized by the IRS, so they have to they have to enjoy the same rights as as all Christians or Catholics or whoever. And that is false because Satanism is uh, well, the definition of religion is religare, which is to relink us, us men with God. It's a link between us and God. And Satanism is diametrically opposed to God. So therefore, it is an anti-religion. It doesn't have rights. Satanism doesn't have rights. There's no right to Satanism. Yeah, and you guys—it's not a religion. Yes, that's a good point, uh, John. And I, I like 
You guys have a banner that actually says that because you guys brought those banners out to Scottsdale and it was beautiful. It says Satan has no rights. And you're right because uh, a, a, the word religion in Latin means to link you with God and they don't link you with God. They link you with uh, with the devil or with their own uh, fallen nature, what they call, you know, do, do as thou wilt, that is the whole of the law. John, sometimes these Satanists, how would you respond? Sometimes these Satanists try to uh, bamboozle people and say, we don't actually believe in a devil. We're just, we believe in this mythio-poetic uh, figure in the past. And we like the fact that he stands for a rebellion against the authority. We, we're, just, we're just rationalists. What would you say uh, to these uh, a young millennial that, that's given you that, uh, uh, you know, that, that, that uh, hill of beans? Yeah, I would say the, the Satan is the father of lies. Those, those who carry his banner are also they Lies. they also follow his example. Yeah. So how can you trust the Satanist to tell you the truth exactly when they're following the the father of lies, you know, who's a murderer from the beginning? Um it, it's it's a contradiction. And um that's that's how I would respond. And moreover, their activities speak for themselves. That's right. So if they don't believe why are they doing a black mass? Bingo. There you go. Why are they attacking the, you know, why do they, the black masses that entail stealing a consecrated host from a Catholic church? So why are they stealing a, a consecrated host from a Catholic church? Why are they interested in, in attacking the Catholic church if they don't believe in Satan? Why do they call themselves Satan? Why is Satan in their name? You know, it's, who would believe that? Yeah, John. You know, you're making you're making a good point. It's like it's like again, you know, we're Catholic Christians. It's like, why do you call yourself a Christian if you don't believe in Christ? Why do you call yourself a Buddha, a Buddhist, if you don't follow the teachings of the Buddha? Why do you call yourself a Satanist if you don't believe in Satan? It's an oxymoron. When he, here's what I tell a Catholic: they go, "Well, Jesse, they they told me they don't believe in Satan; that they're just rationalists." I say, you know what? They're about as honest as communists are. Communists are saying, oh, yeah, 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 we, you know, we're nice. And, you know, just, you know, get getting this. Uh, we care for the poor, right? Yeah, yeah. Or, or Nazis, <laughs> hey, oh, oh, get in this boxcar. We're going to take you to a nice retreat. Just get in there. We'll take care of all your needs. Or right. or, uh, or, or they're like, uh, I also say they're, they're also tantamount to Islamic terrorists. Islamic terrorists, you know, with a big sword behind their back saying, oh, we don't cut anybody's heads off. That's not in the Quran. Again. Islamic terrorists, a communist, a Nazi, and a Satanist, they're all liars because all of them uh, come from the bitter fruits of the father of lies, Satan. So when, when a Satanist says, I don't believe in Satan, oh yeah, but you're trying to go into churches to steal the sacred host, you guys do black masses, yeah, right. Here's what they say, they'll tell you to your face, we don't actually believe in a Satan. They'll say that with both fingers crossed behind their back, they're laughing at you as they're telling you they don't believe in Satan. Right. right, John. Right. That's correct. So we can't be we can't be bamboozled to to believe them and trust them. They're not. They they follow the father of lies. You can trust them to lie. Yeah. When they're speaking, they're lying, and that's how you should see it. As as they say, as, as soon as they start moving their lips, you know they're lying. Yes. By Absolutely. the way, as, yeah. As Catholics, we have a, a a biblical mandate to confront the darkness. Uh, you know, the Bible is replete with with verses that call us as Catholics 
uh, you know, as a result of our baptism and our confirmation, we're soldiers of Christ. But St. Paul also says in Ephesians 5.11, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Expose them. And Ezekiel chapter 3, verse 18 says, If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you give him no warning, nor speak to the wicked from his, uh, from his wicked way, in order to save his life, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. But if you warn the wicked man, and he does not turn from his wickedness or from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you will have saved your life. The mission of the Catholic Church is the social kingship of Christ. We want to make Jesus Christ king and center of every heart and of every, every nation. And the mission of the Catholic Church is the salvation of souls. That's why Catholics, we've got to go out there. We've got to back up tfp.org. We've got to back up Kenneth Murphy. His, his email is bostonreparation at gmail.com, bostonreparation at gmail.com. And we have to go April 28th, 29th, and 30th. And we've got to do a peaceful prayer rally in front of the Boston Marriott Copley Place and take up space for Jesus. Right, John? Correct. We, we need to have a spiritual crusade and call upon the angels, call upon Our Lady, Our Lady who crushes the head of the serpent. John, we got about uh, one more minute. Any uh, just uh, any parting words, uh, words of invitation for the audience? Well, we, have, we have over 100 people confirmed to come. Praise God. And ev every day more are confirming. So we may have hundreds of people there praying the rosary peacefully. Uh, if you know anybody in the, in the Boston area or near Boston, uh, or they know people who are in Boston, let them know, invite them to come, uh, you know, tell them to contact Kenneth and he'll give them the details. Awesome. And uh, I just want to remind you that uh, St. Louis de Montfort says, he says, public prayer, quote, public prayer is far more powerful than private prayer to appease the anger of God and call down his mercy. And Holy Mother Church, guided by the Holy Ghost, has always advocated public prayer in times of public tragedy. This is a public tragedy. The Satanists are uh, doing a, a weekend conference in Boston, Massachusetts, and so this requires public prayer and a public presence from Catholics. God bless you, John, for what you do. Uh, thank you so much for coming on, my brother. Thank you, Jesse. God bless you, too. Keep up yep. the good fight. You got it. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Jesus 911. Remember, we need to go out there. Go to bostonreparation at gmail.com, bostonreparation at gmail.com. Sign up and get involved, and let's go out there in front of the temple of uh, this, uh, this, this weekend conference where the Satanists are at in Boston, Massachusetts. We'll see you next time. God bless you. Keep the faith. Viva Cristo Rey.